0: Mike checks this thing on. Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon. Whatever time you're listening in, wherever you're listening from. Shout out to my Spotify listenership, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube if you're watching in. Thanks for giving me a reason to pick my hair out today. Coming in live from my voice to your phone, headphones, TV, or car stereo. Your attention could have been anywhere, but it's here right now. Take a moment and be present. Recognize that it's now, right now. With you right now is working, running, exercising, cleaning, flying, laying down, driving. Be grateful we're alive. Failure can be frightening. However, as Winston Churchill reminds us, success is all about going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. This is I Will Not Lose podcast, where we set out to prove everything is learned from failure, and we must persevere and recognize it as one step closer to your recognize it as one step closer to success. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Let's jump right in. I almost nailed that intro. We'll just leave that in there. But, uh, today's we're going to have fun today. We're going to have fun today. We're going to be talking about success versus quality. I'm going to call this a deep dive into creator's journeys. So this is part encouragement. If you're out there, if you're a creator, I'm telling you persevere, keep creating especially in the face of uh, likes and all this digital currency that we have nowadays, or even money, the big one, you know, if you're not getting paid what you think you're worth, please do not give up. Uh, You know, we're going to talk about cases where quality content didn't immediately need lead to financial success and what sort of things can influence the payoffs for creators and inventors. So I'll give you a hint. It's not all in your control. There's a lot of luck involved with, popping off, so to say, but a lot of people get it misunderstood and they see somebody else with more popularity than them and they say, I'm better than that person. You know, I'm objectively better. Why are they getting a shot and I'm not getting a shot? And you hold resentment towards that and that turns to anger. So is it the best gets the money? Is it quality? Let's look at like uh Betamax versus VHS. Let's look at some examples of quality versus success. You probably never even heard of Betamax. Uh, the late 70s, there was a race between that and VHS. And even though Betamax was better picture quality, it you've never heard of it. It just didn't make it. Um, VHS won the format war. Basically, because it had longer recording times, it was less expensive, so more expansive to the market, and it was supported by more manufacturers and movie studios. So if the movie studios are supporting VHS and it's less expensive, which probably tied into why they were supporting it, it's going to pop off. So you'd think, wow, everybody will be going for the great picture quality. Uh, You had something on more of a level playing field with HD, DVD versus Blu-ray, Uh, That was more recent, maybe 20 years ago, if you want to call that recent. But uh, Toshiba had this thing called the HD DVD. It was all like uh, red. The branding was red. And Sony had the Blu-ray, which came in blue discs. And they had their own players. It was an entire shift in the market. And it brought you from VHS quality to full HD, which is still pretty much the standard today. You know, we have 4K, but that's hardly the standard. Um, it's moving there, but I would say both formats had their merits, but Blu-ray won because of business strategies and alliances. So it was more of a who, you know, type of thing. And Warner brothers decided to exclusively release movies on Blu-ray and the library just couldn't compete. Uh, within a few years, you just can't get HD DVDs anymore and they're not worth much to sell. Um, You get into opinion when you decide whether something is objectively better or not. And don't get me wrong. Art is not subjective. Um, Your opinion of it might be, but there are definitely objective things that make something good or bad. So it's easy to watch if somebody doesn't hit all those. Uh, There's even in Hollywood or even television commercials, there's mistakes or things that are made where. Sometimes the commercial doesn't even get across the brand, but it makes you laugh. And somebody says, well, that was a great, that was the greatest commercial. You know, Um, the best ones are the ones where they make you laugh and you remember the brand. Uh, It really helps with word of mouth. But sometimes it's your partnership. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to get out here and say, don't focus on creating quality content. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, don't get discouraged if you haven't blown up just yet. Uh, another example you have is Microsoft Windows versus Apple Mac, uh, the Mac OS. Uh, people argue that Mac's OS is more stable, more secure. Uh, Mac is kind of like a cult, they love their devices, but Windows dominates the market. It may not seem like it because Apple's such a huge company. But so much hardware runs off of Microsoft Windows. It's more affordable. Businesses choose to use it. Things were running off Windows XP for years until they force an update. And everybody is forced to still continue to go with Microsoft because they're positioned in the market. So that's great. Have your great OS. If that's what you're going for, you have the the choice as a consumer to go with what you want to do. What else did you never hear of? You guys remember Quibi? is that streaming platform 2020, uh, mobile viewing with short form content. Despite having high quality production and big names involved, the platform failed within a few months of its launch. It struggled due to several reasons, including poor timing lack of unique content, and an overall reliance on star power. So it's funny because everything is about short form content. Snapchat came in 2016 and killed it. Instagram stole that. Then Facebook had stories. And now everything's about reels. LinkedIn is even doing stories. So it's funny. The idea of short form mobile viewing content was not a bad idea. It was just poor timed. So a little bit of timing, a little bit of luck, but the one that thing you the one thing you can control is your quality content. So keep putting out dope stuff, man. Popularity in the arts depends on not just uh your marketability, but there's some examples where it just takes a long time to pop off. Um if you guys saw Breaking Bad, I was one of the people that heard about it after the fourth season. And what it really was was Netflix, uh, with the partnership with Netflix, I think Breaking Bad was exclusively on AMC, American Movie Channel, and all of a sudden it was available to stream. And they had a long break during the writers' strike between the fourth and fifth season, and that allowed people to get caught up. They ended up putting out season five in two parts. It was so popular, they estimate like a hundred two to a hundred ten percent increase from season four to season five which suggests that over half the people that are fans of Breaking Bad didn't catch on until the fifth season so keep creating keep getting dope you're only going to get doper and people are going to look back at your stuff and they're going to say wow that was consistently he was quality five years ago how come I never heard of this guy you know it's because I'm going to keep saying it it's not always the greatest music that gets heard that gets put out, Um, if you keep your ear to the local music scene, there's a tons of people that you would think would at least be touring, um, would at least have the popularity to tour independently. But it's amazing. Um, We go through Flavors of the Month and there's just so much content out there that it sometimes gets daunting. It sometimes gets hard to say, how am I going to stand out amongst this? But um, who else took a long time to pop? You guys know Van Gogh? He's uh, one of the most famous painters in history, known for his expressive and emotional style. But during his lifetime, nobody knew who he was. He struggled with poverty and mental illness and pretty much went unrecognized. He sold one painting while he was alive. And now, hundreds of years later, we are celebrating his work after his death. Don't get me wrong, you don't have to die to pop off. This is not telling you that you need to go out and die in order for your music or your art or your content or your podcast to become popular. It just shows that sometimes it takes a long time. God willing, you'll be able to enjoy it and smell your flowers while you're still alive. But a lot of artists, Claude Monet, uh, most of his work wasn't appreciated during his lifetime, but... Now we refer to his style of art as impressionism, and it's taught in schools. It's literally one of the founding art styles that you have to learn about through art history classes still to this day. But the art community in France was like, no, rejected. So I don't know. Sometimes it's about uh, it's not about the recognition. So stop measuring things based off your likes. It'll read through. If you're creating quality content from your heart, it's going to read through. I don't do this podcast for any sort of notoriety. I think it's great that it's going to connect me to people that I may otherwise not have met, but I'm creating content because it moves people, because people listen, and because it's a great outlet for myself. So I'm going to continue to do it. But overall, the quality does not equate to the impact of your work. You know, you can go back and look at the impact of Tupac. And people can argue whether or not he's the greatest rapper, or whether or not people have come talented since then. People could talk about that with Biggie. Um, Tupac was in movies. He was an American poet, actor, and there was uh, bad things. He was definitely notorious for things as well, but. We're not looking at his objective acting. You know, Tupac essentially played himself in a lot of the movies. Wasn't a phenomenal actor that could jump into a period piece or or, I mean, maybe he was and maybe he would have been. The man was in his 20s. He was not old by any means, but it doesn't equate to quality and impact. Um, Sometimes your ability to network and promote yourself is... What helps is what happens. Um, And you're playing different games. The game of creating quality content is one, promoting that quality content. It's a common thing that people fall into. It's like they like creating, but they don't want to showcase it or they don't want to. They're afraid of criticism. You know, I'm worried about it, too. God, I've been creating for almost 15 years and I'm still scared to post some stuff because I'm worried about what some bum who's never lifted Photoshop in his life is gonna think about it. But you know what? That's why we create. Whether you're a comedian or whatever, you're there for criticism. You know, your work is there to be criticized and create uh conversation. But who else? I mean, there's plenty of people who didn't pop off, but they were consistently making music for a while. Uh, Lizzo, she didn't get popular till Truth Hurts, like right before the pandemic, but she dropped her first album in 2013. Um, it wasn't until, and the thing about Truth Hurts is that was originally released in 2017, and then went uh, viral on TikTok. So it took a while for even the thing that popped to pop. So after that, fast forward, tops the Billboard Hot, Hot 100 uh, years after its original release. It just shows that sometimes it can come from unexpected places. Uh, my man Anderson Pack. I'm actually playing his song with uh, Corday 210s on repeat. Like, every morning I just wake up and it sets the vibe. That's my my one for right now. But he's critically acclaimed. He blends funk, R&B, hip hop he dropped his first album in 2012. I probably heard of him after his uh, album Malibu dropped in 2016. If you go and listen to his earlier stuff or you listen to Malibu or you listen to his stuff now, he's been consistently dropping with that style for a clean decade now. So why didn't he blow up five, six, seven years earlier? You know, imagine if he would have stopped during those five, six years and we would have never heard the thing that popped off. He would have just been another great artist that didn't reach mainstream success. But these examples are here to illustrate that the journey to success and recognition can vary greatly. It might take years of producing quality content before you gain mainstream recognition. Um, some people do find success relatively quickly, so we can't ignore those. You have plenty of tools in a digital age to go viral. You look at somebody like Billie Eilish. Um, she essentially had immediate recognition with her and her brother, but the timing and the luck was there. She had a different, innovative pop-like culture with a little bit of electronic and indie and it was home produced. So gaining traction on SoundCloud led to the mainstream success. So even without traditional marketing and promotion, if you have unique and high quality content, the time has never been more perfect for you to get out there and create and uh, connect with other creators. Don't be afraid of people in your city that are doing the same thing as you. Um, I jumped on Phase One's podcast, I had him on my podcast. We're going to share a conversation and hopefully my followers become his and vice versa. I hope to jump on some other local podcasts soon because it's not just about getting things for myself. It's about promoting and showing that what the effort that other creators are putting in doesn't go unrecognized. It could be a little like, it could be a little share. You have no idea how far that goes. And if you go back and listen, we had this conversation a bit uh, with phase one on the last episode and you got to be selective, especially if you're known as somebody with great music taste. It's not just free charity shares and likes to say, hey, support. Somebody says, hey, why didn't you ever support me? You know, maybe get to the point where your content is good enough to be picked up by the blogs or your podcast has, you know, that one chance that goes viral and God willing your content for the previous 6 months or year is good enough that people can go back and listen to it and have enough. There's no perfect level of content, you know, you can post every day and not gain traction, you can post once every 2 weeks and if it's quality content that gains <coughs> gains um conversation and engagement, the algorithm's going to keep pushing your stuff. So all the more reason why you should create for the love of it and let monetization come. Uh, don't worry about critics. Don't you think that there was Da Vinci? Uh, don't you think somebody was sitting there watching Da Vinci like build flying helicopters and was like, that guy's not that talented I and mean, I don't know who he thinks he is. Trust me, everybody has haters. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to look over my notes, see if there's anything that I missed. Um, Then we'll get into announcements. No. Create for the love of the craft. Let monetization be a potential outcome. And even if you're great, you're going to face criticism. A couple of announcements. I'm going to be jumping into... I, I want to get back out my shell. One of the things that the podcast allowed me to do is be public again uh the previous six months before i launched i was essentially off of social media Uh, i didn't do anything on facebook slowly got back into instagram after a good six month break to kind of get some things together and focus on mental health and now that i'm connected again it's like i'm running into people people are messaging me they're in my inbox i'm more aware of things that are going on but i just want to get a little bit out of the basement I'm going to be going to Pocono Mountain East in the next couple of weeks, speak to the kids in the sports marketing program. So I'm really excited about that. Just waiting on some clearances and approval to come back for that. And then that'll be good to go. I'll be sure to keep you guys in touch and tell you how that's going. Um, I didn't plan on having guests And I wanted to make sure that I could produce the show on my own. But that being said, I look back at season two and over half the episode are guests episodes. So one of the things I'm going to be working on is setting up remote interviews so that I can interview people or at least have a conversation with them for the show, even if they can't come to my studio. So that's coming in time. Uh, stay tuned, man. If you're a new listener, I hope you enjoyed this. Please consider subscribing or just check back in a couple weeks. And if I'm consistent, do me the favor and listen to my content. Other than that, if you have been rocking with me this whole time, we're on episode 29, whether you got here on episode 20, 10, or you've been rocking since episode zero, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me a reason to create Um, and if nobody's listening at all, I'm still going to keep doing this because it's pretty damn fun. This has been, I will not lose podcast where we set out to prove that everything is learned from failure and we must persevere and recognize it as one step closer to success to support the show. Visit the website shows.acast.com slash I will not lose subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can share the episode link, leave a comment. Your contribution is appreciated. Thank you for listening. Music uh-huh.